Pickaxe. Three episode six of the DNR podcast is brought to today by you lovely folks at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R. With a multitude of extra content that we work on all month long to post there, when you run out of content in our main feed, the Patreon is the place to go. Bonus content, behind the scenes, videos, living in Theria, a bunch of other RPGs that we play. Check it out at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R for more details. Previously for Group B, with a monumental task laying in front of them, Group B left the caverns of the Black Rock Mountains and headed east, start their journey towards Esterholt to possibly find allies in their fight against the Black Hand. But what awaits them once they get to the city? That's where we pick things up today. we go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm the Dungeon Master. Going around the table, starting with Jamie. Hi, I'm Jamie. I play Tatiana, the human rogue. And Karen. Hi, I'm Karen, and I play Callie, the elven druid. And Alex. Hey, I'm Alex, and I play Braylon, the halfling bard. And Valerie. Hi, I'm Valerie, and I play Elena, the human fighter. And Jameson. Hey, I'm Jameson. I play Larg, the half-orc paladin. And last and certainly not least is Ian. Hey, I'm Ian. I play Calden Halek, the half-elf sorcerer baby. So we got a little distracted last time on our way to Esterholt, like immediately. Like, you <laughs> left the cave, started down the mountain, and immediately ran into some bushes. So Literally saw shinies. That's it. <laughs> Uh, so, like, the group of magpies that you are, you... Human <laughs> <laughs> magpies. But you... Okay, here's the thing. As detours go, I would say that that paid off pretty handsomely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The yes. problem is now we're just going to go on every detour. That's that's what gets you killed. <laughs> Eventually, you got to call it quits. But you guys found the longsword of the dwarven god. Ooh. How long had that been sitting there? Do we know? Uh, I, I, I believe Centuries? you guys... Yeah, it's been a long time. You guys did some um, some background checks on it, and uh, essentially there were some crazy-ass dwarves that uh, were making stuff, and uh, you get to reap the benefits of this now. <laughs> so who can wield a longsword? Me! <laughs> It's mine. I don't think there's any question about. Yeah, this. no, I just wanted to ask. <laughs> Definitely not. I don't know. I think I, I think Callie wants to try her hand at fighting. <laughs> I mean, Calvin's got two arms now. 
I'm just saying. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. And one of them has the strength of a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> just dragging this big-ass sword. <laughs> <clears throat> I bet you that sword weighs two Kaladins. <laughs> <clears throat> so this thing, th- this thing is pretty much built like a traditional longsword, but it is silvered. So if you guys should ever get into a situation where you need some silver, uh, it's better to have it than not have it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So this does come with some oh, magical properties here. Uh, when you attack an object with this sword and hit, maximize your weapon damage dice to the target. So anytime you hit a thing, like a, like a crate or a door, you're automatically going to do max damage. Ooh. Uh, <clears throat> when you attack a creature with this weapon, roll and roll a d twenty or roll a twenty on the attack. That target takes an extra fourteen slashing damage. Wow. Uh, then you roll okay, a d twenty. So when I crit, you, when you crit, it deals an extra fourteen damage. On top of crit damage. On top of crit damage. Oh, you know what? Braylon can use long swords too. Actually, maybe we should. <laughs> 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 you know. So check it out. After you crit and you do that extra damage, then roll another d20. If you roll a 20 on that one, you lop off one of the target's limbs with the effect. Elena's great at that. Yeah, that's true. I've done that for you, though. Yeah. Uh, it also lights up in the darkness with a command word, but you have to pick a command word. It's it's like um, it's like when you wait, buy a wait, new is phone. is this a joke or are you serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. There's too much power. <laughs> yeah, don't Pick something great for your command word. Yeah. Pick boner. <laughs> Just in the middle of a cave. <laughs> Long sword of the dwarven boner. <laughs> Can I ask who that would be? The dwarven god? Um, most people would say Moradin. Uh, god of creation and family and... Uh, all that good stuff. Oh, family. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Um, What's the command word? Do you have anything? <laughs> I thought we said boner. I thought we were, I thought <laughs> we were, oh, that's locked in. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Oh, this, I could make this really interesting. Oh. Do I have to decide now or can I pick it later? Uh, I'll give you till the end of the session. Okay. Okay? Yeah. That's all the stuff it does, and it's, it's on top of that, just a really good sword. Are you guys gonna camp out here? Because you mentioned that, uh, you wanted a long sleep. Uh, Wait, long sleep means death. I said long rest. (laughs) Sorry, long (laughs) rest. (laughs) I want the long sleep. The long sleep. <laughs> keep asking for it. <laughs> I mean, I keep killing you guys, and you keep <laughs> can't take a hint. Um, so, uh, when everybody's looking at this sword, Lark's actually gonna like as soon as he sees it, mm. he's gonna like pivot one eighty and go back to the golem. And he's actually going to drop down uh, to his knees in prayer and do like a prayer of like thanks to Morden, basically to be like, "Hey, so thanks for this." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
basically be like, you know, thanks for um, this guardian who kept it safe this whole time. And, and you know, these crazy dwarves who made this thing, we're going to we're going to take it. And we're going to use it. And we're going to do the right thing, basically, is the gist of what he does. OK, but I'd like to roll religion to see if I can make that connection. Oh, absolutely. Before you roll, is this mm-hmm. a like a happenstance type of thing? Like it's like, hey, we happened upon this and it worked out really well for us. Thanks. Or is this almost a destiny thing where you're like, oh, wow, this guardian kept it safe for this long just for us to find it, you know, randomly? Kind of in the middle, kind of like, hey, thanks for putting this on our path type deal. Okay. You know? Um, so. Elena wants to join Larg, actually. Some, like, if, if she sees, you know, Larg obviously about to start to pray, she feels like she should too. But she's... She's going to pray to, I guess, Morden and Vecna. I mean, you could, I mean, dude, you could, you could pray to the whole pantheon. Nothing's stopping you. Yeah, so she, she's gonna, you know, think think about Morden and Vecna, and in in her head, Elena's kind of the only one that wields a sword in this party, and so I feel like. She feels like this was specifically for her. Ah, okay. Okay, I can see how you got there. And so she she wants to thank them for that. Because she hasn't had great luck recently. No, I and we um we had a couple of responses from listeners that uh, maybe you guys have it too good now. Uh, and <laughs> what? <laughs> well, between the level up and the the new arm and the sword and all this stuff, they're like, did they, oh, did they hear? It's oh. our glow up, baby. Like, no. <laughs> I look at it as part of the montage because, yeah, <laughs> look, things are going to get worse before they get better. You're trying to take on the black hand, and uh, you have a ways to go. So, okay. mm-hmm. I look at it like it's peaks and valleys, man. You guys were in a valley. You're at the peak. So. Turns and roundabouts. Started from the bottom. Now you're here. Now you're here. Yeah. Nice. Give me religion check, both Larg and Elena. Here we go. I don't religion. I don't. Well, that's an eight. Who is God? Son of a bitch. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Elena didn't get the sword, so it kind of makes sense. I would say there's a there's a there's this feeling of justification in Elena's heart, where she's I, like I picture I picture her like taking a knee, and she's got the sword. Maybe maybe she's like holding it as like a like a balancing thing on the ground, like that type of thing. Just like you know, real brave heartish, and she's going to feel this. Almost as, like, it, to her, there's there's no way this couldn't be set up for you guys to get it. It's, it's almost like Morden's looking down, it's like, like, just giving you the little, the okay sign. Like, just, this this is totally for you. You did it, kid. And then he's going to tussle your hair. <laughs> <laughs> the clouds part, sunbeam, yep. <laughs> big hand. <laughs> so after we're done with that, Larg's going to start prying the gems out of this thing. Thank God. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so you're going to have to break it 
apart here and there because the the gems are almost molded into the stone. Um, so you you pretty much have to smash it a bunch. Yeah, which he doesn't feel bad about because he feels like those were left for them as well. You know, because okay, we broke. <laughs> And they know that, so... (laughs) Use every part of the animal. I get you. I get you. Yeah, exactly. Callie's going to ask Larg for the diamonds. He'll hesitate, but then he'll give them to me. Okay, well... It's it's just for spells. It's not, like, a greedy thing. Okay, I I need to say this out loud, not to interrupt. It was a gag last time. There's no diamond penis. Well, <laughs> there's diamonds. That's fine, but it's not. It's not a penis. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that it was real. Okay, I'm just. For I feel like that was like the main listener takeaway from that. Episode. I do. Yes, it was. <laughs> I just. I just wanted to make sure that. <laughs> yeah. No. So whatever gems are in it, diamonds, whatever we we. I feel like we're at least Lark feels justified in taking them as 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 though just like the sword they were left for us. Uh, let me ask you a question: Do you have tools to break up stone? Um, I have a hammer, and I will <laughs> find something else to chisel it out. <laughs> Don't okay. we have those like climbing things? The uh, however you say it, the pitons. Pitons. Yeah. yeah. Croutons. Yes, the croutons. Can we croutons. use those as like a chisel? I don't see why not. I will snap the point off one of my javelins and use it like a chisel (laughs) with my hammer. (laughs) Let's, okay, let's say you get the, the, uh, what I'm, um, what I'm getting at is, uh, are any of you, do you have like carpenter's tools? Are you proficient with any of that? Because I'm going to have you roll for this to see how effective this is. If somebody is, who who is proficient wants to come help, otherwise Lark's just going to chip at this shit until it breaks. So I don't. I don't think any of us I'm, are. Yeah, I don't think I'm proficient with any tools. I mean, I have a crowbar. That would work. That would much probably, easier yeah. than. <laughs> what is I, I, I also feel like the second people start going for the gems, Tatiana will like dive into that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me offer you some uh, assistance here, bud. <laughs> and Tatiana would grab her crowbar because, of course, she has a crowbar, and we'll try to help. So, I guess assist. Yes, let's, yeah, so roll with advantage here. Roll a, roll a, if you're rolling and you have some sort of proficiency with your tools, do that. If not, just give me a raw strength check. Raw strength, okay. Well, that was one. Yeah. And we'll go with the first one. Yeah, we'll go with that first one. 16! So, yeah, you're smashing this up pretty good. It's taking a while because there's there's gemstones all over it. And at the end of this, you're going to walk away with a pretty decent haul. Um, you're probably going to want to clean these up a little bit because there's bits of rock. Uh, so you're going to either file it down or kind of give them light taps to get the, the bits of debris off there. Callie's taking two diamonds away. These are these are nice diamonds, though. They're, they're, they're sizable. And you're going to get a bunch. Of, you know what? On a scale of 1 to 10, let's see how rare these gemstones are. Give me a flat D10. Is that me? Yeah, you, you chisel them out mm-hmm. of there. Go ahead. Uh, eight. Oh, that was almost a two. <laughs> You're, these gemstones are worth quite a bit. You're probably So it's a physical item, so you're probably going to have to negotiate... But Esther Holt might be a good place to do that because not to stereotype, but you're kind of going to um, a, a real country club city. So Lark just literally dumps them into Tatiana's hands. Like I don't know, see how much we can get for these. 
Tatiana looks up at Tatiana with tears in her eyes. Wait, what? <laughs> she looks at herself? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, at Lark. <laughs> <laughs> with tears in her eyes. <laughs> um, and just pure joy. And she'll whisper, thank you. <laughs> she wanted he, to go shopping anyway, so. He, like, does a double take because he didn't think it would have that effect. So he kind of like, oh. Yeah, okay. All right. Again, goes back to what he was doing. (laughs) Oh my god, so we're gonna get back to that in just a little bit. Now, uh, well, actually, does uh, is Tatiana good at like pricing items like that? I mean, I'm not sure that she would necessarily, I mean, she would when she's bargaining with people, I don't think maybe she knows magical stuff, but like more valuable things, I'm sure, like gems and, and things. She wouldn't be able to tell if any of these were special, though. Well, they're not... Uh, I wouldn't say they're magical or anything like that, but these are... these are. I, I put them under the precious gemstone qualification, mm-hmm. which means on a good day, you could probably get 100 gold for each one of these. And uh, you're walking out of here with 12 of them. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> That's great news. Yeah. Uh, do, do you want me to... Yeah, 12. Do you want me to divvy up that gold from the, the, the dragon cave? Because that's just kind of sitting here, and yes. it looks like you guys are going to yeah. live. Okay. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, please. Okay. So I'll get to, I'll get to work on that. You have the 12 did gems. You, to... Did you just say it looks like you guys are going to live? Oh, you caught that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, I under, understand Rude. your hesitation. Well, it, it looked rocky there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're all going to get 48 gold. Yes. yes. I'm not broke anymore. <sighs> so, back to my original question. Uh, you guys going to take a long rest or just keep on going to Esterholt? I what mean... What time of day is it? Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's afternoon. It's not uh, it's 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 not that bad. Like it's it's getting to evening. And like, how close to Esterhol are we? Well, so you you see our lovely map of Esterhol. Let me let me pan back and use a map. If this will work on the table, I'm not sure. Can you send me the map again? I sure can. Boom. So I'm going to take a chance here, guys. <laughs> no. Here we go. Where are, where are we? So, look between the Black Rock Mountains and the Blistering Peaks. There's a path that you guys are on now. <laughs> You're still in the mountains. <laughs> so, Got it. Is, it, is it the dots that aren't showing up or the dots that are on the other the, side of the mountains? Uh, you, the, uh, you're just about to the dots on the right-hand side that are leading oh, to Astro. All right. Not, not as bad. Not, not as, bad. as bad. No, no, no. You're you're out of. Here's the thing, you're not in the mountains anymore. Like you're you're down from the mountains proper. You're just in that valley between the the two mountain ranges, and you're heading out. So the problem is you got a little sidetracked, and you're probably about a day away from Esterholt. Uh, so I guess it's up to the party. Like, well, how, are we in good shape? Um, I'm I'm pretty good. I I, I kind of think we push on get to get to Esterhold. I mean this the place that we're in is seems safe and unmolested, but we got we got we're we're on a timer. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. and we don't know. And we don't know when it's gonna run out. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. You have no idea when yeah. 
Yeah, I would say press. I say press on also, just because I have a lot of spell slots left. I, I might have exaggerated in the uh, <laughs> pre-call, <laughs> listening to somebody else say like, "Oh, I didn't have enough," and I'm like, "Oh shit, I have way more than that." Okay, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. I say, yeah. uh, say we push on. Same. Let's do it. And like the listener said, you guys already have it too good. Like you're going. Oh to, yeah. Like, Luckwise, you're fine. Like you're nothing's gonna happen to you. Nobody died. Right? Obviously, my favorite group. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm glad none of that's gonna come back to bite us in the end. <laughs> well, uh, Karen, mm. could you do me a favor and roll a flat D20 to see? Why did I open my damn mouth? Here we go. You got this. Hey, I'm you so do nervous. have. <sighs> you do have inspiration. Wait, can I re-roll it with the inspiration? You sure can, because that's a seven. <sighs> if I roll lower, do I have to take the lower number? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that's a four. As it well, is written in heaven, so shall it be on earth. <laughs> Peaks and valleys, everyone. Peaks and valleys. (laughs) Okay, well, boy, you called that real hard. Okay, so, (laughs) I'm sorry you used your inspiration. Honestly, it was burning a hole in my pocket, like, just... (laughs) You got it in one, you got it one session ago, like, it was... All right. Well, let's start the march, everybody. So, you guys are going to start to get to the point where uh, these the, 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 the big rocky walls um, are, are going to start to, to dissipate a little bit. You're, you're going to get to a point where it's going to start to open up and you can see much more sky now. And there's an actual path in front of you. It's a kind of a cruddy dirt path, but it's clear right in front of you. It's winding and you can see uh, there's bits where you could see the ocean. In, in the far distance, uh, there's some hilltops and stuff that you're going to be climbing. So you can see the city. It's, it's, it's there. It's about a day's hike, though. It's going to be a while. Now, you rolled a seven. And mm-hmm. the area that you're in, this could, this could manifest in a couple of different ways. So I'm going to give you guys a choice. Let's envision that there are three doors in front of you. I would like, as a group, you guys to pick door one, two, or three. Now, based on the door that you choose, that's what you're going to get. What do the doors look like? (laughs) (laughs) What colors are the doors? This is the rest of the session. (laughs) Wait, are they all like equal in like badness or is like one better than another? Well, a seven isn't terrible, right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to slip one pretty damn nice thing into these doors. And you're going to get that. But the other two doors you don't want to open. Uh, I wrote three because Jamie convinced me that three looks like a butt. Yep, same reason. Same reason. (laughs) Absolutely same reason. 
The number three looks like a butt. So why not? There you go. Boom, baby. (laughs) Oh, are you gonna are you gonna do the thing where we pick one and then you tell us what was behind one of the other doors and then you ask us whether we change our minds or not. That's you want me to play? Let's make a deal. (laughs) Yeah, because sixty-six percent of the time I know how to win. I know. I I watch that YouTube video too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, yeah, three. Three? Going for the butt door. Okay. The sky is going to brighten up. And it is going to feel lovely out. We're talking beautiful springtime weather. It's getting a little hot in the afternoon, but it's 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 really nice. You can kind of feel that you're out of the, 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 the that stuffy valley that you were in, and... It is just going to be beautiful marching weather for you guys. And I would say nightfall is is going to hit you in, in a few hours here. And I would put you right about at the H of, of Hero's March, which means you got a good four or five hours before you get to Esterhold. Now, do you want to press on or do you want to stop and camp for the night? Oh. Is anybody starting to look tired? Because I assume that me and Braylon don't. Hell no, we don't, son. No, you guys are just... Well, you're undead, technically. So, yeah. Wait, about what time is it, is it now? Let's I mean, say it's like, uh, like 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. Oh, so the sun's like setting or already it's, set? It's, it's setting. It's just about gone. I mean, Calden always looks tired, so. (laughs) (laughs) That means we get into the city at around midnight or one, and that's really not bad. That's prime party time for one half. (laughs) (laughs) We're out of the mountains. Are we, like, on at least some kind of road or trade road or something at this point? Yeah, you're on a you're on a path. The the path from the mountains isn't as well worn as the typical one people take from the south coming up from Odyssea, or from the east coming from uh, Fair Bay. But yeah, I mean, you it's it's definitely way better than when you were trek just schlepping around in the mountains. Yeah, so we're not like stumbling in the dark over rocks and and up up and down hills and stuff, right? Exactly. Okay. Well, we can see the city from here. I can see warm light. I say we keep going, unless unless uh, anyone needs a break. I say keep going too. Okay, keep so going. going. Yeah, it's not like keep going. All right. Keep going. All right. Yeah, let's do I'd it. like to sleep in a bed tonight. Oh, right. that would be nice, wouldn't it? Jason, what's the rules for exhaustion in Daria? I don't think we've ever done this before. Well. They're pretty much like they are in the book. I, I didn't reinvent the wheel when it comes to that. So you're you're pushing beyond the normal eight to twelve hour day for an adventure. So it's you're gonna be getting into a you know one level of exhaustion territory. Mm, okay. Which isn't the end of the world. Three hours are gonna go by, and the lights from Esterholt are clear as day. You're gonna start to walk into the city proper. There's uh, there's a lovely little sign overhanging um, and if you look at the map here, you'd be coming from that uh, that top corner, the northwest. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so you'd see a couple of buildings. There's, there's the 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 road's going to change to much more of a, a almost a paved surface. This is way easier on your feet because mm. I would imagine for half your trek, it's just been gravel and dirt, and you're probably just tired of marching, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but so okay, what's the what is this Esterholt like look like at night coming in from here? It's probably much more well-lit than a lot of cities you've been to, because Esterholt has a fantastic nightlife. Um, this is a city that is fairly well-off. Like, really well-off, actually. Um, their crime rate is fairly low, and there are plenty of spots to uh, just drink the night away. You're actually coming in on a fantastic evening, because essentially... This is like weekend party time. So there would be people in the streets. You'd see people uh, on their uh, either on their front porch or their balcony type of thing, kind of wave to you as you come in. Because I would imagine, no offense, you guys look like shit. <laughs> uh, Larg and I are probably covering our faces, so thank you for that. Yeah, oh. say, Larg punches his helmet onto his head before we get to the city. Brandon puts on his yeah. like his makeshift cowl and face mask thing. The little Handkerchief. And I put Tatiana's glove on. (laughs) Let's put this in perspective. For anybody listening, and sometimes you listen to episodes back to back to back and you don't really think about it. You guys have been on the road since Dern Hollow. And Larg has died twice. Or salt in that wound, yeah. No, no, I'm saying... Okay, as journeys go, that's a rough trek. So you, you, you've taken the, the path less traveled here through the mountains, and it's kicked the shit out of you. There's been, you know, uh, uh, cyclopses and dragons and gods and demons, and it's, it's been nasty. What's it like to see the welcoming lights of of lanterns and people. You hear conversation, you hear... Like, what's that like? Probably great, right? But then if... I think you described it to Larry and Braylon that nothing satisfies them anymore, or they have that hole that can't be filled, you know? It's not... Yeah, I mean, there's there's an absence of something, right? You, yeah. you, feel, you feel that lack of humanity, but... I wouldn't say that you're generally apathetic about everything. It's 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 more just like, oh mm. man, you remember like breathing? That was fun. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember cheese? Oh, cheese was the best. Like so, it's that type of thing. Then Brilliant would probably have like that moment of like, oh my god, a city, and then it just gets hit with that wave, like, yeah, but you're still not really you and he like keeps trying internally to fight it. So he'll he'll have like a half smile when he sees civilization, I guess. But inside, he's like, eh, it's, it's, it's different. It, it hits different, as the kids say these days. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel, <laughs> I feel like Larg would actually almost have a little bit of the opposite, where he kind of forgets his circumstance a little bit, because he's so excited just to, for, he hates the mountains so goddamn much. <laughs> he hates them. <laughs> so the closer we get to the city, he's just, he just like, his, his pace picks up a little bit, he stands a little bit taller, he's like, you know, he might tell um, a story from time to time if it gets quiet about, you know, when he was a kid in Esther Holt. 
and um like he he almost for the first time kind of forgets how shitty this this trip has been because he's excited to be home he's excited to be back in a city he's excited to be out of the mountains and he he kind of forgets about all the bad stuff for at least for a little while i think tatiana as they're sort of walking through esther holt and they start to hear this chatter she's getting more and more excited and then if we like come across an inn, she'll be like, fucking finally, and sort of <laughs> run towards the door and just like look towards everyone to catch up with her. Like, let's get inside. Well, check this out. You guys are in luck in Esterholt. There's a place called the Velvet Pillow. It's right in the middle of the city. And as accommodations go for, for adventurers, these are the nicest digs you're going to find probably in any city you're going to visit. We're talking five-star accommodations. Damn. It's a little on the pricey side, but I would say you guys are worth it. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. <laughs> can I try? Can I try my popular by popular demand feature here? Uh, yeah. Isn't it to get like a discount? Kind of, yeah. But I, I know for you, you want me to perform usually. So, well, I mean, yeah, it's gotta obviously. But for this one, because I think Braylon's a little self conscious, he's gonna he's not gonna sing. He's just gonna play the instrument. So is this like a street corner thing or are you outside of the establishment trying to get someone's, is this like a say anything where you're holding the boom box up? How are you doing it? No, I think if we got in there first, I mean, as everyone, like, I assume we're all going into this place, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if we go in, then I, uh, Braylon would move towards like the proprietor or like a bar, t- a barkeep and with the mask still on his face, try and tell them like, Hey, I'm a bard. I, I usually charge money for playing, but I'd like to try and, play for a discount in the room because me and my buddies are going to try and stay here. It's been a long trip, you know, kind of not put on the sob story too much, but like just give them the basics. Hey, I'm a bard. I got friends. I exchange services for discount on the room. Okay. Um, give me, give me a little performance check. Let's see what you got. Cause there is a lovely dwarf. Uh, her name is Marla. And she is going to be the one sizing you up. When you walk into this place, to give you a give you a little give you a little color, you guys are going to walk into this place, and there is beautiful red gold fabric everywhere. There's this big, puffy couch, one of those big L shaped couches that wraps around a fireplace. There's a beautiful, huge fireplace uh, sitting in the middle here that is roaring when you guys get in. Because there's a there's a chill to the night air this time of year. It's not uh, it's not it's not really sweaty yet, uh, and you guys are fairly close to the ocean, so there's a nice breeze coming in. The smell of this joint is so fucking nice. Like there's baked goods <laughs> somewhere on the premises. Like you walk in, it's like. There's like cinnamon rolls and it's fucking like one o'clock in the morning. Like who's making cinnamon rolls? They're just baking cookies like 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. Like just to make the smell. <laughs> There's a candle, a scented candle somewhere. Oh, yeah, a mad magic scented candle. <laughs> All right. So you walk in 
and uh, Marla's Marla's gonna greet you, and she's uh, she's a little a little bit older. Well, howdy. And she's kind of watching you guys pour in, and she's she's looking you all up and down. Wow. You all look like shit. <laughs> you should have seen the other guy. And she's gonna... You can tell she's standing on, like, an apple crate or something back there, because she is not... She would be level with this counter here. And she's <clears throat> she's leaning over to get a better look at your your boots... And your all that stuff. Well, wow, she's really just assessing you. Uh, sorry, I- I'm being rude, but I really hope you're staying here tonight so we can clean you up. How much? Um, she's gonna she's gonna look at everybody. I want you to give me a charisma check, oh Tatiana. God. Just give me a charisma check. Just like you're walking in and it's clear that you have had a rough time on the road. And Marla is an understanding person. She's kind of a caring woman, but she takes no shit. So what I want to see is if she's going to not take pity, but if she's going to work with you guys a little bit or look, we all got to eat pay up. Right. Okay. Um, There we go. It's like, why isn't it rolling? All right, so 14, she's going to be kind of understanding that you guys are having a rough time. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure we can work out something, but uh, how many rooms are you going to need? How, how long are you staying? Uh, Colin will shrug and say, as of now, we don't know, but hopefully no more than a couple of days. Well, I'll tell you what. I happen to have two rooms available that should be just fine for the six of you. I'll only charge you 25 gold a night for each room. Ouch. Lark takes his gold and hands it to Calden. <laughs> just like he's standing in the back with his helmet on, like, and just hands his money right over to Calton without a word. <laughs> Boom. Just right right in his his uh <laughs> skeleton hand. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just... He just nods in a, with his stupid helmet shaking up and down. And that will be with uh our friend here playing you some of the most exotic music from cities and lands beyond. Oh. Or is that with uh uh, a slight, slightly discounted for that. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I completely forgot. What, what exotic cities are you playing music from, my friend? Braylon will do like the most ridiculous bow, because you know his, his face is kind of covered, so he has to use his movements to be more right. Secret, little, yeah, you know, it's like an NPC from Assassin's Creed that you're talking to just does this crazy bow, basically, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna say like. Brightport, uh, Dern Hollow, Overdale, all over, from west to east coast. Okay. To put that in perspective, what you just said was, let's say, let's say we all are at DragonCon, and we're trying to get a discount at Starbucks, and uh, Ian 
Ian vouches for me and says, "Oh, my friend can tell you stories from his his travels." From and, and I say, "Yeah, I could tell you that time I went to Hoboken, New Jersey." <laughs> <laughs> That's what you just said. Which yeah, city? Don't have which cars city? Here. Which city in Theria is Hoboken? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Brightport is not. But like, it's not exactly exotic. But she's gonna she's gonna reserve judgment. Ch- uh, Calden will chime in uh, just on on the back of that and say, and the uh, continent of Talur. Right. That's what. Okay. That's kind of what I. You guys have been to Kion and Talur. I forgot. Jason is a long time ago. I'm... <laughs> I've been to Kion too. We gotta fucking. You want to put that on the checklist? Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh well. Uh, let's hear what you got, please. Of course, of course. And then he'll bust out the loot, and I'll give you a performance check. Oh god, please. Nah, oh, a- oh, fifteen's not bad. Yeah, my performance is plus eight, so that saved my life. That yeah. did. Yeah, the fifteen. Okay, not bad. What, is there a song that you play? Like, what exotic song from Hobo, Hoboken, New Jersey? Are you going to play this <laughs> Hoboken theory. Hoboken. Uh, you know, I think I would start just from how basic that role was. It would be something simple like a like an, a tune of Overdale. Like the old Overdale, not Overwatch, but like when it was called Overdale. <laughs> a song from then. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if you just came and start playing this racist ass music? Basically, yeah. He's trying, I'm, trying, I'm keeping the, those hits. Nah, they're not. They're not in rotation anymore. <laughs> it's about the history. Humans only. <laughs> All right. Well, I, if you're willing to play a few songs a night, I can shave seven gold off for each room. Perfect. We'll take it. I look at. It, I look at everyone. Uh, boys in one, girls in the other. Is that fine with everyone? Sure. Like a plan. I take Lark's gold and and put down uh, for two nights. So, so two rooms, two. Wow, we're all shitty at math. I I just heard it <laughs> yep. in the call. Yep. You ever? You... <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. Was the seven gold off per night or off total? I, I'd say per night, because I mean. Braylon's performing be per night. Yeah. I'm working, so I'm working for us, Duh, That sounds right, sure. 36 a night, yeah. Well, I actually said the nights. word duh as I <laughs> failed to... Yeah, that's fine. So let's subtract that. So how much was it? Well, it's 36 a night. Were you doing two nights? Yes. So 72. Lard, oh do you God. have that much gold? Holy shit. <laughs> I have however much I was given from the dragon horde. I just handed it all over. Oh, so okay. no. <laughs> so no. <laughs> I I hand I hand I I put the the bag on the counter and I put the whatever remaining we'd need from from my gold on it and I, I say we'll uh, we'll settle it all up later. Uh, for now, this we'll just the rooms for now. Okay. And what is that? Are those cookies I smell? <laughs> are those complimentary or? It's like Starbucks again. <laughs> <laughs> They're wonderful. Uh, well, I do like to make f- 
fresh baked breads and rolls, and I have a special icing that I use, but, well, I usually charge for them, but I'll tell you what, I'll bring a tray to each room and help you get settled in. Calden, Calden winks at her, and he's filthy and smelly, and he, like, leans (laughs) in with his good arm and winks, and he's like, I've got a special icing, too, and he, like, just plays a little... Ice in his in his hand. <laughs> Got it. Oh, okay. oh okay. That I okay. Yeah. I thought <laughs> <laughs> that was going to think that. Yeah, it finds out at the gutter. I listened to your voice say the thing. <laughs> but I manipulated it in my head. It's like I have a special icing too. <laughs> like I I don't know why. <laughs> You're a nice man. You were saying nice things, and I tainted it, and I don't know why. Oh, I'm going to taint him, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, right there. There you go. There okay, go. yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, All right. Okay. <laughs> so she is going to introduce herself warmly. My name's Marla. If you need anything at all, this is the best inn in all of Esterholt, and I'll prove it. All right. Okay. The way, okay, the way she punches that last sentence, like, I'll fight a motherfucker if they disagree. <laughs> like, that type of thing. Like, her hospitality is, like, Aggressive. mandatory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah. That's dwarven hospitality. <laughs> uh, we are excited to see, to see that. So she's going to fish uh, two keys out from the back, and uh, she's going to point down the hall, your rooms are down the hall to the right. There's a uh, bathing room all the way at the end of the hall. If you need the cleaning service, please let me know. It's an extra five gold per room, but we will scrape this grime. And she kind of says it look like she's a little disgusted with you, just a little bit. This grime off of your clothing and armor. And hopefully, um, uh, we could get some of the smell off of you all. Lark full on just smells his pit right there. Just like, <laughs> just Classy. shrugs. Seems all right to me. We we become nose deaf to it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you don't smell your own brand. <laughs> that's that's got to be one of the worst things about the adventuring life, because. Look, we were walking around Atlanta, and I know, I know, every single one of us walked past another person at that con. It's like, oh, man, like, at least once, at least once. Can you imagine walking for days, like, trekking through swamps and mountains, and you're covered in blood and shit and whatever? Like, just, can you imagine? Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Musky. Musky. <laughs> So you're you're free to get settled in. I would imagine you're gonna we're gonna give you a long rest. You're gonna get baths. You're gonna get some cinnamon rolls. So yeah. what happens to the undead when they shower? I was just gonna ask that. Like, are you sloughing <laughs> off? Like, no, 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 new to me. No, no, no. Let's look. You're not zombies. Okay, good. You're you're only mostly dead. <laughs> Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
yeah, you're you're fine. You're just kind of like cold and gray, and you look really, really, really ill. But you're not. Yeah, you're not like parts of you aren't going to fall off and stuff. Okay. You're fine. That was what I was worried about. So Braylon will wait to bathe. He'll do that thing that like freshmen do in the dorms where they wait like, hey, no one's in the shower. Okay, go and he goes in there really fast and takes a quick shower and then or bath and then gets out as fast as possible because he's never been in that he's never been in the situation where he's like oh my god I, I look like a monster a real monster now ah uh, real monsters ah favorite cartoon <laughs> let's give you guys a long rest Woo! so what's our what's our plan do we just want to roll up where do we just want to roll up into the uh temple and see like first thing yeah i think that was the plant with large that was like the main large charge right I, what are we doing here again <laughs> <laughs> that's a very valerie question i I, ne- I just don't know so something about the paladin's board helping us kick, kick the fang out of Donhurst. Donhurst. I kept the names mixed up. Was that yeah, was the plan? Oh, I, really? I think at this point, like, because of the god quest, I think oh, we're shit. asking the Paladin's Accord to help us in Brightport. That's right. Yeah. 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 That kind of, you know, saving the world supersedes saving the city. So, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 And, and then we'll go do Donhurst right? on the return trip. Like a yeah. victory lap. Another group's dealing with Donhurst. That's someone else's problem. Now. And the bell, right? Uh, Jameson, the bell. We're gonna yeah, we're, we're going to go try to find the cult of Vecna, too. Um, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, but but we're not telling them that we're, like, no. into it. Because yeah, they might be crazy. Yeah, we're first. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes, yes they're going to sacrifice us like the Ewoks. <laughs> and I would love to go to a store, because I need arrows, and well, I need to yeah. hawk these gems and shit, so that oh, we girl. can find travel. I'm going yeah. Yeah, we gotta yeah. see if we can get transportation to the Blacktip Forest too. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so let's hit Temple Accord first, uh, Cult of Vecna next, and then we'll do the some shopping and some and uh, then tea, teacups at the end of the night, and then Thunder Mountain right before we leave. <laughs> what is the, what is the <laughs> wanna, Do we want to get like early bird access? Yeah, fast or... passes. Yeah, we need fast passes for the temple. <laughs> well, it's just by two because then we can just trade them off. And everybody <laughs> remember to bring like food in a fanny pack or something because it's way overpriced and it's bad. And I'm actually right. are they going to let us bring outside food in though? <laughs> well, we can <laughs> hide it in the we just hide it in the stroller. They don't take yeah. take the babies uh, out. Yeah, check okay, them. put me with the food in the stroller. They're not going to check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm literally curious to see how long this joke goes. I, I'm willing to sit here. I, I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're, we're, we're done. Okay. Oh, I need a vacation from this vacation. Oh, <laughs> oh negative 10 hit points. Um, oh, God. <laughs> from your total. I'm not giving you... No. Oh, just, just, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> God, train us. Well, let's roll up to the Temple Accord. Let's say it is the next day. It is... Well, it's the ninth. Hell yeah. Of. Uh, of there you are. Okay. Sorry. Jumping in between two games. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Uh, where is the Temple of Cord? It, or is is it one of these things that's listed here? Or is it. It yes. sure is. It is the oh, Temple of Courage. Nice. Yeah. That sounds very Cordian. But it, it should it say Temple of the God of Courage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get into that later uh, okay. because we can't we can't use uh, can't use uh, wizards' words and we'll get uh, super sued. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's right across the, from the courtyard from where we're staying. 
It, yeah. It really is. Like, you, like, there's this massive uh, city square, right? And you're staying in this beautiful little place. Little isn't really fair to use here, but you're going to look. You, you'd probably hear them fairly early. If there's one complaint in the guest book of the Velvet Pillow, Anybody who has a window open is going to hear shouting and screaming from the Cordians. They're not quiet trainers. I would imagine that they're up and at them very early, clanging swords, beating the hell out of each other, you know, and there are drill instructors to make sure they do their push-ups and sit-ups and all their, their daily workout shit. And part of that is self-defense training. And there's a lot of screaming and yelling and clanging and falling around that, that goes in there. So it's not crazy loud, but you can definitely hear them. Like that dog earlier? We heard that dog. <laughs> it's not like it's stalking Jamie. It's not outside her window, but it's like... Like you can oh, hear man. it. It probably was really hard for Kelly to do her morning meditation with that. Ugh. Oh, yeah, that's... I, the accordions probably don't meditate all that much, I'll be honest. Meditate with them swords. What's funny is, due to the placement of the city, the town hall, the, 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 the mayor's office, is also smack dab in the middle of the city. It's right next to the Temple of Courage. And that's got to be really tough to get work done. <laughs> or maybe it's like white noise now. You know yeah, what? Maybe it is. So like, before yeah. before we go to the temple, can I ask a question out of character? Sure. So I made uh, on on Larg's Twitter one time. I made a, a tweet that um, I would like to be canon, if possible, that <laughs> Larg learned how to suplex from the Temple of Cord. You know what? You lived in the city. I think I think it's totally fair. I feel like they taught wrestling classes at one point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like <laughs> they have a so they have like a you know basic self defense and stuff like that, and then yeah. you get to the advanced classes. It's like okay, if you ever run into a werewolf, a little larg in a little karate outfit going on like Saturdays, <laughs> <laughs> learning how to do. Absolutely. See, I was thinking like backyard luchador. <laughs> <laughs> Both are acceptable. <laughs> At the same time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> With a gi and a luchador mask. <laughs> you know what? Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Give me a flat D20. All right. 14. So, here's how I picture it. Theria has a problem with orphans. I can't imagine why. But Esterholt has the largest shelter for children in the world. Um, this has just become a haven. It's a nice place. It's fairly quiet. And there's money in the budget, basically, for this huge orphanage. They don't even call it an orphanage. It's a shelter. And uh, they have a pretty decent adoption rate. But there are a lot of kids that just end up, you know, growing up there. And... Uh, ever since Jadzia took over, there's been a real premium put on funding for this place and teaching these kids a trade. I would imagine before that, it was just like, look, let's just keep them fed and alive and safe. Uh, and now there's a lot of premium being put on. Oh, well, let's make sure they have a future when they outgrow the system 
and they could go do something. But back when Lark was living there, obviously this wasn't the case. Uh, you know, there, that it was a completely different leadership. I don't think that mayor really cared all that much, you know, for that. It was more of a crime focus. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine with a 14, they probably taught classes. The Cordians, at the very least, would teach like self-defense stuff or probably try to rope people into the, the whole life of Cord thing. And I would imagine Craig himself probably took a shine to kids, because that's the kind of guy he was. And maybe probably pulled little Larg aside. It's like, all right, probably not for werewolves. He probably wouldn't advise this for attacking <laughs> werewolves, but getting behind an opponent and just German suplexing them over over your head. Like, that's that's how you want to do it. It's called an Esterholt suplex here. It's get, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I accept this as canon. Okay. It's it's not the silliest thing we've introduced to canon. No, uh, absolutely In the not. last year, so... That, that's and he'll funny. actually tell that story as they're walking across the uh, the courtyard, too. Being like, yeah, it was this guy, Craig. Um, he showed me he showed me this cool movie. <laughs> he'll, like, grab Braylon and, like, pretend to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you remember... Yeah, yeah put me down, put me down. Well, anyway, this is a guy who showed me. Hopefully, he's still there. You oh. met, you met oh, we know Craig. You met, you met Craig. Didn't I you, saved Craig? his life. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I know Craig. Craig would be all happy about it. <laughs> That's really weird. Please don't ask how he is. <laughs> We're gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, so I guess, uh, well, Lark's not going to take the lead because he still looks the way he does. So he's going to let somebody else take the lead, but he's really excited. Do you still have your helmet down? Yeah, helmet's on. Yeah, he's he's okay. all geared up. All right. So you're walking around the city in full garb. Yeah. Well, I mean, for two reasons. One, cover up. Two, like he's in the city. He's he's representing himself as a cleric, as, as a paladin of of the city, you know. Um, plus he's going to go see other paladins. So he's, he's all like, you know, he's, he's trying to look his best right now. Okay. I need to ask you guys a very important question. Did you spring the extra to have your clothes and the armor washed? I would have, I would have paid for everybody's cause I have money now. All right. Yeah, I think yeah. so. For sure. So how much was it? How much would it have been for all Ten gold shit? for everybody? Yeah. Ten gold. Okay. I'll, I'll subtract it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they got in the nooks and crannies, too. This stuff is springtime fresh. Nice. So, Yeah, we gotta, think, look, we gotta look good. We're, we're, yeah. we're doing the face face mission now. <laughs> Diplomacy. Yeah. <laughs> I would say this is the first time the colors of your outfits are actually the colors they're supposed to be. <laughs> instead of, like, fucking grass-stained, blood-stained, dirt-stained. Like, it, they're, they're actually, it's like, oh! The shirt's red. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this robe was white. <laughs> <laughs> Did you wear white out adventuring? Oh, that's bold. No, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> bold. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that kind of sorcerer. I would imagine that sends a statement too. If you're an adventuring party and it's like, yeah. I bought an all white outfit. It's like, damn. Okay, like you're calling <laughs> your shot. It's like I'm not going to be touched. <laughs> So, walking into the Temple of Cord, there's a lot of noise, a lot of clutter about 
And I would imagine you are, uh, you're walking into a smaller building and that it opens up into a large courtyard, right? You're going to see just, you know, people, it, it's, it's morning now. So you're going to see them training and, and they're in various states of it. So there are people training with weapons. There are people training with like wooden shields and swords and stuff like that. Cause they're, they're younger. They're, uh, if you had to put an age on it, like maybe 13, 14, cause the Cordians like to rope them in young. There's, for lack of a better term, an office. Would you head there first or try and chat up the locals? Uh, I think, well, Calden, Calden would look for whoever is around that seems to be like, uh, either standing around or could, could, could like talk to people. I mean, it seems a lot, like you wouldn't go up to anyone who's like training and like tap them on the shoulder. But if there's someone that looks like they're there to take like intake anyone coming into the temple, that's who he would head to. I picture, I picture the Temple of Cord as being one of those really intense gyms you go to. And there's a super fit dude named like fucking Hans or something that's there <laughs> to like try to get you to sign up for an 18 year commitment. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> so, I walk up to Hans, and, uh-huh. uh, and I say, um, hello, good morning. I am Calden Halek. This is Braylon Galbuck, and we are here in Esterholt uh, with a timely message that needs to be uh, spoken with to a paladin of cord uh, or a few uh, if they're here i'm looking for specifically the paladin una anhalada or julie what's her last name <laughs> fairway <laughs> fairway yes fairway or and he looks over at braylon craig yeah that's his name and then as you turn away, Braylon's going to mumble under his breath, Yeah, give our real names. Great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, big beefy dude uh, is Hans. And uh, Hans is in his training garb. It's a it's a medium shirt that is snugly uh, wrapping around his body like sausage casing. So you're going to see every vein in this man's upper torso. Sup? That's how he greets you. <laughs> oh, sup? Yes. Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna reach out to give you the bro handshake, the the big predator clasp, and then he pulls you in, and he dwarfs Keldon's body. <laughs> like it's not fair. Like, <laughs> and he's gonna he's gonna kind of clasp you on the back, give you the the two pats, and then let go. I'm Hans. I'm an eight-year trainee with the temple. I could show you around. Are you thinking about joining with us? Uh, in a sense, yes. But uh, uh, just showing us to uh, to any one of those paladins will be fine. Thank you, Hans. Okay, okay, okay. But if you change your mind, I could walk you through the entire process. Within two years, we can get you out in the field. I know this guy's anxious to do it, and he's he's going to point at Lark. Uh, he'll kind of like 
just look and then lean forward and, and nod his head and go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay, so follow me. I'll take you to the office. Thank you. And as he's... Okay, give me an insight check. Insight, insight, insight. Can I get my skills up here? There, there we go. 12. Okay. You kind of get the feeling that Hans took you the long way around to the office. <laughs> and as as you're walking, he's going to he's going to tell you all about the facility and how cutting edge the training equipment is and how, you know, he's clearly trying to sell to you. Uh I I guess I'll bite. Uh what kind of bonus is there for bringing, you know, a couple of friends in as well? Ah, uh, well, I mean, if you're bringing in friends like him, and he's going to point to Lark, we can definitely hook you up. But, no offense, if you're bringing in friends like you or him, and he's going to point at Braylon, uh, probably not so much. Uh, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me, Braylon, with him? <laughs> Again, no offense. Uh, I know it could be problematic to talk about halflings that way, but uh, you're really small. Sure. But, I mean, if you really want to settle this, we can go toe-to-toe. And he's looking at the rest of his party like, I- I'm not afraid. It's going to be very irrational. I mean, I've Lark killed gra- things Lark bigger than you. Put his hands on his shoulders, pick him up, and, like, pivot him to the side. <laughs> no, turn me around! Turn me around! <laughs> Look, he's holding me back. <laughs> like, can, sorry. Can all, I- I'm, all I'm saying, Hans, is strength doesn't just come in the form of physical prowess. I'm not saying that it does. I'm just saying there are benefits to the superior training we offer here at the temple. It sounded like Jamie was going to say something. Oh, no, I was <laughs> just going to ask a question. No, please. Um, can since he's giving us the tour, of Tatiana sort of wants to scope out all of these trainees, and I want to see if there's any standouts. Like, we're asking for their help. I want to see, like, okay, who do we really want with us? Who's, like, the strongest over here? Who's, who's doing cool stuff? Uh, you know what? Give me give me a perception check. Okay. You scope the place uh, out of them. Well, this might, oh. not, this might not go very well. No. <clears throat> no. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's a four. I'm just Dad. like, man, all these guys suck. <laughs> yeah. Dead ass, though. Dad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's all, he's also wearing uh, shorts that are far too small for him. Um, this is training gear, though. I would say I, I don't know if anyone would stand out necessarily, but you could definitely tell that there are different classes of you. You could tell that there are people who have been here much longer. They're not dressed in full suits of armor and stuff, but you could tell that they're definitely fit and they're they're down for the cause. Like they're 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 all about cord. So that's something. So Hans is going to eventually take you to this office area that's a lot quieter than uh, than the courtyard, at least. And there are two women back here that essentially run the temple together. Is you ready? Yeah, buddy. Okay. So. Okay. Is there anything I should know really quickly before jumping into this? Any details that they will bring up that oh, like, well, they're gonna should, be... I should be familiar with that I do not know in real life? 
Well, check this out. Here's the beauty. <clears throat> they're go they're about to drop uh, about three years of details on you. Okay, perfect. And Una doesn't have to know any of it, which is cool. Excellent. Okay. I would think that Julie and Una have been probably concentrating on just making sure that these people would learn the same type of stuff that Craig would have taught them, while at the same time bestowing upon them some knowledge that they've picked up over the years. Because, I mean, between the two of them, they've seen some shit. Oh, also, uh, I should let you know that uh, while I'm going to say Juna, uh, Una and Julie... <laughs> That's the couple. That's the worst celebrity couple name. That's While Una and Julie are running the Temple of Cord, Jatsy is the mayor. Yes. Vallis is the captain of the guard. And Seraph pretty much keeps his ear to the ground on activity within the city. Which I would imagine is a, is, is a slight sticking point for Julie and Una just a little bit. Just the sure. tiniest bit. Sure. That Seraph has been placed in a position of power in the city. I mean, yeah, he's a smart guy, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> There's a history there. It's There's you know, a history there. Uh, so yeah, that that pretty much catches you up on anything you might need to know that I that I can think of. Okay, perfect. So I would say Una and Julie are going to yeah, they, they could be talking about anything back here, but. Calden and Braylon are, are leading the way, you said? Mm-hmm. Unless I didn't... Did I get moved to the side or the back of the line because of my outburst? <laughs> yeah, he would have let go after a minute. Okay. Yeah, then I'm in the front with him. Hans would have patted you on the shoulder. It's like, I'm sorry, little buddy. Like, that type of thing. Like, he wasn't trying <laughs> oh, to... Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. And back, back of his head, I'm going to vicious mockery the fuck out of this guy's brain. <laughs> Thunderclap. <laughs> oh, it's in the right here. Inside. There you go. <laughs> oh, never, never. Julie would probably sit up seeing you guys walk in, because, I mean, I don't imagine there's too many visitors from the old days. The old days being two years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. It's been a yeah. uh, And for adventures, that's an eternity, man. I mean, a hell of a lot can happen in a couple of years. You're still uh, alive. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. In fact, in fact, Colin will, will say that he'll uh, he'll reintroduce himself and and say, uh, uh, Calden Halek, um, we stood shoulder to shoulder in the, on the in the fight at the seal in at Kiev. It's good. It's good to see you alive." It's Kiev. I think Kiev is Kiev is a real place. Yeah, Kiev that's a real place. <laughs> we haven't been to Ukraine. No, oh, yeah, that's, I think there are actual wars being fought there. <laughs> oh, sad. Too real. The seal, the seal of Kiev. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> Sorry, I was just finishing this chicken Kiev. It was, it was very <laughs> something else. Great. Uh, uh, dude, yeah, she would definitely spin around too. Yeah, um, Julie would stand up immediately and just kind of give you, like, one of those firm handshakes and then kind of pull you in for a hug. Because <laughs> it's it's kind of awkward, because obviously you guys don't talk. But at the same time, there's that camaraderie of, 
yeah been through like, some shit right yeah and like calden is like nervous at first like he expects a handshake he like and after han's handshake he's just like you know a little he's like a, even more off his kilter but he like goes in to give the handshake and when he, when she pulls him in he like he like wasn't expecting this but it's like actually nice like it is good to see these people again it is good to like see them alive and he like it gives it like returns the embrace and um and turns to una uh, uh to do the same yeah una would definitely shake hands and everything and just talk, yell, yell at Hans, be like, get out of here, Hans. I hope you didn't give him a fucking pitch. Hans would give the, like, that, you know that look in your eyes? Like, oh. And just just kind of back away, like, because he gave him the pitch hard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon would look at him as he leaves and give him the eyes, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I picture someone coming up with, like, that mountain of paperwork you gotta fill out, and he's like, no, 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 shut up, shut Like, just kind of, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> Uh, J- Julie would just kind of be j- absolutely give the whole handshake hug thing to Braylon too, and offer a seat to everybody. Please sit down. Yeah, what are you doing here? Well, I guess we'll cut right through it. Uh, we know that the paladins of Cord have come to the aid of Faria several times uh, successfully, and. It's time again to call on them for all of Theria again. I definitely expected you guys to say vacationing. Una's just going to look over at Julie. Yeah, I think she'd give Una a look too. Like, it's like, okay, have you heard anything? Like, is there there something big out there? What's going on? Are you, uh, are you familiar with the Black Hand in Brightport. Has news of her or any of her machinations reached Esterhold? Personally, I'd say it's a long shot for Julie to have heard about it. Uh, I don't know about Una. We could do a roll if you want. I mean, yeah, if you want to. I think Julie would probably have her ear to the ground with, like, you know, respect to foreign politics a little bit more than Una, probably. Um, yeah. So Uno would probably look at Julie like, Meh? you know what? I'll <clears throat> let's see, let's see if she's heard anything. Oh, wow! Whoa! Well, that's a crit. Hey! Wow! So yes, she, <laughs> <laughs> she starts really telling you shit about the black. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know she was involved in that. <laughs> She actually knows exactly where we need to go in the Black Rock Mountains. <laughs> yep. Um, Julie's gonna sit up a little bit. Are you tied up in all that? Unfortunately, hey, hey, what's going on? Unfortunately, so, uh, it started those two years ago, ma- making our way to the seal. We brokered a deal with her uh, unwillingly and unwittingly to deliver uh, a weapon, uh, a, an axe, a, a weapon of cord, I believe. Oh. I'm just gonna like pinch the bridge of her nose. 
Um, That's it. We decided, and this was on this was on threat of the death of uh, Tessia Grimness. If we weren't to do this, she would be killed. We decided halfway through the journey that we couldn't allow this anyway, and uh, ended up defeating her forces that were apparently demons. Some of us have the scars to prove it, and he'll point to Braylon. Mm, I'm not. I'm not feeling very comfortable showing my skin currently, but yes, believe me, there's a lot of scars under this beautiful. And he's gonna point to his armor, leather armor. Julie's gonna look at Una, uh, the black ant. Uh, she's apparently uh, runs a, a huge criminal organization. Lots of killers, thieves, and. Uh, the rumor is she's untouchable. Lovely. And has demon minions, apparently. Yes. We believe she's in league with some some very powerful ones. And we believe that she is trying to unleash them onto Theria. Uh, Likely first in Brightport and then everywhere else. So what do you want us to do? Uh, no offense, we can't just march into Brightport and take over. Brandon's going to interrupt. Why not? And she's going to kind of... Yeah, yeah Brandon's going to like look at her like, eh, well, wait, maybe we... <laughs> <laughs> like do a little you know weighing the hands a little bit um is Braylon's face covered yes it is yeah okay well uh, I understand but this is this is no ordinary request uh not uh, certainly not from just the few of us or even from anyone benefiting from your help of just marching in. This comes from the words of Vecna himself. And we believe in league with some of the other gods as well. And, and, he, and he gestures to Larg, like in his Arathis gear. Heard anything from Cord about whether or not we should uh, do this, Julie? I good God! At this point, there's a look on her face like, "Are you fucking with me? Like, are you?" Because <laughs> <clears throat> there's one of two possibilities. Because obviously, you guys have seen some shit. You know, lights in the sky, and you know, apparently releasing the gods and all that. So, I don't know where Una's at in the two years since then. If you've come to grips with that, or you've rationalized it away or whatever, but there, like, there's a difference between saying that you had a hand in freeing them and, oh yeah, I spoke to Vecna the other day. We hung out, had tea. Uh, he's a lovely gent. He is. So <laughs> polite. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas gift early. I think she'd want some clarification so that she'd... Okay, wait. Are you saying that you... There's a sign that you got from... Vecna, or you spoke 
to Vecna. As hard as it is to believe, we actually spoke to Vecna. Or at the very least, an avatar we? of Vecna. Braylon's gonna step in. Look, 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 okay. We don't got a lot of time. World's gonna end again. And he's gonna take off his cowl and uh, hood and show his face and his eyes that are, I guess, solid white now, right? There's no pupils in them anymore. Uh, think really thick cataracts. Like, yeah. they're very milky. Yeah. And his skin is kind of like grayish. super dead? Ashen. It's like a uncolored version. Like, he's he's got no color in his face. Grayscale Braylon. Yeah. And he's going to point to Lord. Yeah. Take off your helmet, big guy. Just kind of drop his head like, ugh. And he'll, he'll take his helmet off, and, and it's the same. He's His skin is gray, his eyes are milky white, and he just he kind of looks like, well, yeah, that, that was Vecna. Berlin's going to continue. I died. I got burned to a crisp. He points back to Lark. He died twice. First time, definitely wasn't God's help, but whatever. Mm-hmm. This last time, Vecna brought us back. He gave us all this cool stuff. With the caveat, stop the demons from coming back, or from coming to this plan- to this plane. So we thought we'd come to you guys, you know, always itching for a fight. We'd wrangle you guys up, get Craig and everybody, and get ready to just march on to Brightport and lay down some martial law. He's going to stop, he's going to put his hand down, and then continue to allow Calden or whoever wants to speak. Calden will just nod. We will definitely look at Julie, like, looking back and forth between the two undead gentlemen. Then raise her eyebrows and say, well, they do, um, they do make a good pitch. We are always due for a fight. That is such a big ask. To just, (laughs) like, that's a lot to drop on somebody. Okay, let's, let's put aside all of this for a minute. Let's say you're on a mission from the gods. And we're supposed to stop the hand. How do you want to go about doing that? She's not going to come quietly. I think that's why they need us, sister. We don't really do quietly. Right, but it's not like we have a ton of jurisdiction in Brightport. Mm, Jurisdiction is jurisdiction. I mean, could, you're right, if we're following the laws that we've laid down, but could this be considered something bigger than, could this be a crusade of some kind? Something that we could call and stand behind a cause? Spiritual jurisdiction. We just got, like, a little smile. Could Calvin do me a favor? Give me a persuasion check. Oh, boy. I got this. That's a 20. 30, 20. Ooh. So this is not what Julie had planned for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this, this changes things. And she's going to, okay, she's going to kind of take a hushed tone and walk over and close the door to the office. What's everyone else doing? Like, what's ever, is everyone, 
like seated or are we all like pacing in this small room? Is there anyone else? I think in we, here? we gave them like a motion for them to sit. I think. Yeah, but I don't Actually. know if anybody took it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I, I would say I sat. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm sitting down as well. Yeah, trying to like, it's like we're trying to present. I think Calden realized what he's saying only goes so far because of uh, the people he's saying it to, and he like he's trying to present the most like calm and rational front of all of them that he that he can because it but, is quite yeah. a lot <laughs> right all right let's say we go let's say we take a handful of the paladins and we go to brightport are we talking about killing her Mark nods yeah calden gets like a really dark look on his face and he's like, yes. That is the only way to stop her. I wouldn't say Julie's the type of person to really lose her cool that often. I would say that th that's the point where she's, she's kind of leaning against the desk and she kind of brings a hand up to her mouth, like just like that, that like you're in deep thought. It's like, shit. We will stand up and start pacing a little bit. Doing kind of like punching one hand with the other. Yeah, just kind of like playing with your hands. Just kind of mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Cracking the pinky knuckles a little bit. And it's our hope as well. We came to you first, obviously, because this is sensitive. And the things that we saw on Kien... Not everyone believes them to be true, but it seems our efforts there really did release the gods. If we can convince other members of other churches to bring in their efforts with this as well, we don't know who yet, but we were considering speaking also with members of uh, or followers of Vecna either if they're here in Esterholt. It's possible we could bring other paladins in from other churches. But they'll only really listen to you. Are you talking to Jancy about this? Should we? I, I don't That's... believe I've... I don't believe I know Jadzia. yet. Yeah, you know, come to think of it, our list of friends is not very long these days, so we haven't really checked all the boxes, so to speak. This is kind of an improvised idea. And he'll, Braylon will look around at everybody else in the group to make sure that he's right, because he's just taking a guess. Uh, the hmm. mayor. And, and she's going to give Una a look like, ah, boy, would she be down for this like that? <laughs> Yeah, Una's going to narrow her eyes a little bit and say, like, you didn't check very many boxes, you say. What about the uh, authorities in Brightport? Do they have anything to say about this? Do they I mean, know about this? It's it, it's Brightport. Authority means nothing. What about the other factions? Well, I've been trying to get in touch with Aralove Grimness for weeks now. Uh, writing her letters when I can... 
trying to keep her abreast of the situation. I don't know if I don't know if she's getting any of these. Julie's gonna perk up. She was just in the city. Erelev? Yeah, uh, the mayor sent uh, her and Malchus and a bunch of people down south to Odysseus. Brennan's gonna look at Calden. <gasps> she's <laughs> she made it. Yeah, she's fine. They, uh, we've we've had a little problem with a cult in in the city. It's been dealt with for now. Uh, but yeah, they they came back not that long ago. I think she headed east to Fairbay. That is good news. Uh, uh, how long ago was this? When did she leave? Oh, let's see. It's uh, it's the ninth of Alta Orn. Uh, a few days ago. Colin's just like like so much is happening in like the, in like a week. He's gonna put like his his hand on his on his forehead. And just like breathe a sigh of relief. Well, she she would be in charge of House Dragonkeep now if we can talk with her, if we can get to her. The the Black Hand is definitely going to be after her. Brandon's gonna chime in. Wait, wait, wait! Did you say ninth of Alta Or? Yeah. No. And then he's gonna pull out his little notebook, start flipping through the pages. Uh. It's the ninth of Ferior. A month ago it was. Oh. He's gonna like do the really dramatic grabbing of his chest as he pretends to fall backwards. So, oh. <laughs> and he looks at the team. How long were we in those mountains? Wait. What? What? <laughs> Mark starts counting on his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Runa's gonna look over at Julie and like raise both eyebrows, like, "What the fuck are these madmen talking about?" Yeah, you're kind of starting to sound crazy. Oh, like no. now you're a tiny bit. Like you're, it's like, no, listen, we talked to God and we lost a month of time, and we're you know, <laughs> like, you're, you're kind of starting to sound, this, you know. There was this man it's in not the woods. Of, but... <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean. I would say you get a lot of leeway for the whole trip to Kien and everything like that, but it's like two years could do a lot to a person. <laughs> I'm not on any drugs, if that's what you're insinuating. They come um, on, like, sniff for alcohol. Like... I was going to say, you get, there, there's literally a session where you did a drug trip in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Anymore. I'm not on drugs anymore. Okay, good. That's good. That's how you should have opened. You walk in, it's like, look, we're not on drugs anymore. Yeah, and but, day, but it felt like a lifetime because I had amnesia and shit, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> okay, so we're missing some time. I don't know if that is an effect of speaking with Vecna, his protection. Or using the bell. And the brain's gonna stop. No, 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 no. The what? <laughs> oh, yeah, Julie would pick up on that too. What bell? The bell of Vecna. Braylon puts his head down. Ugh. All right. Well, let's see if Julie would know about that. Uh, you wanna do a roll for <laughs> Una? Sure. Una would actually know about this. 
Hey, fuck yeah. So maybe like somebody left a religious pamphlet on top of a toilet or something. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the spooky word? <laughs> <laughs> so God. Yeah, exactly. You're catching on in the chat. You guys got it. So the Bell of Vecna was a, it's an artifact that is essentially a tool to try and bring someone back from the dead. Uh, you're sort of violently wrestling a soul away from the afterlife and all that. The problem is, if you perform the ritual even a little bit wrong... Really bad shit can happen. Like demons can be summoned, uh, an entire city, let's say, could be twisted and shredded, and the bodies be stitched back together into soulless golems that walk around trying to kill very, things. Very specific, thank you. Very mm. specific, but that's just a fur instance. A furry instance. A furry instance. So it's like it's one of those big red buttons you just don't fuck with. Well, some people don't fuck with it. Some people. <laughs> <laughs> We got yeah, uh, stuff from using it, though. Uh, yes, that's how I think that's how Una would interpret it. It's like, yeah, don't don't touch that. Is it multi-use? Like, could you ring it multiple times? Not yeah. if you've uh, only not if you've used it before. We determined that everyone gets one turn. Okay, how many times? No, I'm well, kidding. Actually, I could say yeah. <laughs> that was just, a joke. That's just a pilot <laughs> thing. Uh, essentially, you have to perform the ritual. Again, but yes, technically you could. Okay. So you didn't destroy it in the process, just making sure. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, hearing that, um, it'll just like suck in air through her teeth and just like, just start shaking her head like, oh, fuck. And then like look over at Julie for kind of confirmation to see if Julie knows what's up. Oh, she wouldn't. She, and she'd be looking at like Una's like, "What bell?" Um, yeah, she'll quickly just explain it to Julie. Just uh, yeah, um, resurrection bell that's also got the potential to trigger an apocalypse, basically. Larg moves like he was about to take it out and show them, but then she says that, and he puts his hand down. Deception <laughs> <laughs> to see if like. <laughs> Yeah, sure, if you want. <laughs> like, oh, it's a bad thing, okay. Oh, never mind. Keeping it interesting, I like it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that Una is particularly perceptive as a person. No, she's not. I think okay. I think she has a pretty low perception. Uh, nine, so probably yeah, not. Probably not. Yeah, she's shaking her head anyway. Still, just like, kind of uh, shocked that anyone would use this. Like, I've done some stupid shit in my time, but oh my god. Well, the first time was actually... Have you heard about Donhurst? The first time? <laughs> no, no, no. First time was not us. We actually fixed that problem. Right. Kind of, we actually fixed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back at, at like, uh, Elena... Uh, who else was there on the ground floor? Elena and Lark, we fixed it, right? Like, we were there. Uh, we handled that one. Yeah, we mostly fixed it. Also, yeah. The second time... 1,000% was our fault, for sure. But nothing bad happened. I mean, well, he looks at Elena. I mean, we saw a demon lord, so that was fun. But uh, it, it got us a face-to-face -face with Vecna. Okay, stop talking. You got it. 
he's going to sink, sink back into the group. We're going to circle back to the Demon Lord thing. What happened to Donhurst? Have you not heard? The whole city disappeared almost instantly. Uh, many of its uh, denizens had to flee because of this bell. Why are we not focusing on that? Well, it's done. We kind of fixed it. How did you fix it? We we used the bell to perform a counter-ritual to stop the demonic presence that was there, transforming and disfiguring the people into horrible monsters. So now all the horrible monsters are dead and the people are back? Yep. Well, the refugees ended up fleeing into the Divide, into Dern Hollow, and elsewhere from there. I, I think at this point, Julie would probably look at Una. Okay, we need to get better at following current events. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. An entire city's worth of refugees wandering around the Divide... Uh, willy-nilly, and we are unaware, and apparently you used a bell of destruction um, to fix it. Congratulations, but also did not follow up on anything to help that city out afterward? Mm, Japan doesn't speak up again. To be fair, uh, there was a bunch of gangsters when we left, too, so that's another thing. that We didn't really fix that problem. And here's where it ties all together. <laughs> uh, they were actually mercenaries hired by the Black Hand to kill Braylon and I, and to take the bell to the Black Hand herself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That Which is, they... sorry, go ahead, the inside. Yeah, that is why they had come to Donhurst was to pilfer the bell, safe kept there in the city. And use it, uh, we assume, to help in her war uh, to summon more abominations from the abyss. Okay, at that point... Oh my god. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Julie's going to kind of stop leaning on the, uh, on the, the table and kind of slap the side of it. Okay, there's our jurisdiction. Ah, I see. So, they attacked you? Yes, they tried to have us killed. Uh, they assassinated, tried to have us assassinated on the road and, and ended up killing one of us. He gestures over to, to Lard. He raises his hand a little. Death number one. There's been a, like, give him a little point. <laughs> There's been a lot of that in our journey. Lark will actually clear his throat. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the first time um, Arathus came to see me and asked us to do what we're doing now, and um, we were on our way down to to do it, and then, um, well, then we we met a dragon and we died again. And he'll glance over at Braylon, but um, but that's when the whole thing with Vecna happened. So, you know, Arathus asked us to do it, and Vecna asked us to do it. Um, we also have, we think, um, Morden on our side too. And he'll, he'll gesture over to Elena. So 
I think, I think that there's no reason not to, because we have the gods on our side. So, yeah. As this conversation goes on, this group sounds more and more crazy homeless guy. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, it's really like, you know, they seem like they've come out of something really traumatic. And yeah. like, okay, look, we've got the gods on our <laughs> side now. We've got everything lined up. We've got this huge ass weapon that we can use at any time. And yeah. we're ready to go. And it's like, okay, put it down gently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if paladins are which need maybe counseling uh but <laughs> I, f- I feel like larg would probably start to realize how crazy he sounds three quarters of the way through that and maybe yeah. kind of like maybe elbow elena to be like shards of sword uh, it's been a rough year yeah it's been a really long year <laughs> you have anything to eat <laughs> don't touch my bags <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would Elena show them the sword? Because here's the thing. You're, I would say for every five crazy things you say, you're showing one bit of like, all right, th- I mean, this seems kind of a, like you're obviously kind of undead. Like that's it's like, OK, I, I mean, yeah, that looks like you've been through some stuff. So I guess as long as you it's keep kind of like showing a faith healing situation. Right. Right. There's just enough just to keep enough, them invested. Enough evidence, yeah. <laughs> uh, Elena will unsheathe the sword, and she'll kind of, she'll actually, because she was sitting down, she'll stand up and sort of walk over to Una and Julie and sort of present it to them. Uh, and she'll say, we found this in a cave that dwarves had built many years ago. This was blessed by Marauden, and it was there so we could find it. So I could wield it. Una's gonna give Julie a look out of the corner of her eye like, "Mm, yeah, this is like the speech that like every fighter gives about their sword. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But like, is also gonna do a religion check on that sword? Uh, yeah, either that or history. Yeah, something that Julie and I could do to, like, figure out if this sword is legitimate. Uh... And and its significance. I'd be lying if I said Julie wasn't going to do history. (laughs) Oh, and, uh, uh, Elena will also say, and watch this, and she'll whisper something, and no one can hear it. And then the sword... I would say we're nearing the end of the session, Val. What? what, what well, like, I have a few questions about it, but I didn't want okay. to ask questions in the middle of the thing. So we'll I get saw you another time. I never whispered a pl- I, d- I didn't know how to whisper back. So, okay, I saw your questions. This would be okay. So I was going with the new phone analogy. Basically, you're going to scan your face and like. So you set it up. Okay. So you come up with a word, and you're you're just bonded to this sword. Mm-hmm. Either that, or I could pop up a random name gener, a random word generator, and we can we can get you a phrase or a word. You just mean horrible I... like flesh sponge or something. Flesh, flesh sponge. sponge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, make it a phrase and just three looks like a butt. <laughs> nice <laughs> callback. It does. It. it does look like um, a butt. Okay. Uh, she will say and watch this and. She'll, you know, she still doesn't know exactly how it works yet, so she'll kind of, like, put the 
hilt of the sword towards her mouth as if it's a microphone and she has to like <laughs> into it. Fighter <laughs> karaoke. I love it. Yeah. And so, and so she'll say, Leon. And then the sword lights up. So I'm going to have have Julie do a history check. Uh, that's a seven. So, uh, butts. And I'm guessing that uh, Un is doing religion. Yeah. Ah, uh, she outclasses Julie again. I'm going to be mad. Uh, ten. So. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> I don't say, I wouldn't say that either one of them are crazy it knowledgeable. Feels vaguely religious, but it doesn't feel like it's some sort of crazy powerful sword, basically. Well, it, it sure does glow. Uh, we know that. <laughs> oh, great, you got a yeah. neon sword. Pop, pop. <laughs> I mean, I would say, one, it is silvered, and it is like this, like, you didn't, you probably didn't buy this in a shop. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's probably got some inscriptions and stuff. And, Jesus, oh, Julie would say, okay, I wouldn't show that to Arsis over at the temple, because they will take that. I I think you're on the level here. Yeah, as crazy as you do all sound, I think you are probably telling the truth. No one lies about something this annoying. Oh, you see why we came to you first. <laughs> so what do you want from us exactly? Sounds like they want us to take a troop into Brightport and murder a woman. Yes, that exactly that. I was pointing to Julie. Do you want us to um, wait for any compatriots, or are we taking care of this ourselves? Well, he looks at uh, Calden and Lark. I mean, how many paladins are you going to send? Uh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I continue, I, I think there's something I need to ask Bree, because technically she's the mayor of Astral. <laughs> hey, yo, Bree! Pull up a chair. Okay. I'm gonna, I need to ask you a question. I needed to be on the show and on mic. So. Oh, no. I'm sorry. We've been chatting, and it's. Picture the worst sales pitch in history. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I still need deals as a salesman. Come on. This is not. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Hey. So, as the mayor of mm-hmm. Esterholt, let's say hypothetically, uh-huh. there was a plot to kill a woman in another city. And let's say a group... Not just a woman. Not, not just, just a, a woman. Right. Yeah, yeah. The criminal okay. mastermind... Yes. Wilson the one who Fisk tried to herself. kill my mother-in-law. Yes. Okay. Okay. Better pitch. Better pitch. Better Leave pitch. With that. Now let's say um, some people came in uh-huh. off the street. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know some of them. Yeah. And they say they've spoken to not just one god, but maybe another god. Mm. And basically, do you think Jadzia would be cool? With the Paladins of Cord kind of taking a field trip to a city. Like all of them? No, I mean like enough of them. What to percentage the... are we looking at here? I mean, you probably don't want to take the kids. Uh, <laughs> let's say let's say 65%. Mm. And let's say they take a field trip up north. And they kill this bitch. 
<laughs> and then they come back. Like, let's say... Wh- wh- like, let's say everyone's discussing it right now. Mm-hmm. And the question of, hey, did you talk to the mayor about this? And the answer was, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Do you think the two people who run this temple would say, you should definitely go to... She will totally be cool with this. Or do you think they would be like, oh, she's not going to be cool with this? I feel that that's an Una Julie decision. Like, I feel like that's you two. But I need feedback. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because they live in the city. They would, I mean, they basically, does does Jadzia seem like the kind of leader who'd be cool well, Jadzia has a very open door policy. Uh huh. That's been a. That's a very political answer. That's congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I think so. Like you All said, right. words, but that wasn't that. That wasn't <laughs> open a yes door. Or no. Open door policy means yes. Means you she come would on hear in. them out. Maybe. Yeah. She would hear them out. She'd hear them okay. out. We've yeah. got charts okay. and graphs. Got charts and graphs. <laughs> and two oh, dead guys are walking around. So. Yeah. Well, here are the facts that we learned while we were high. And this, this <laughs> was really weird. It was we really weird. Did not so bring that the kid one. almost died. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. He's probably never going to be the same. Uh, so I don't... So, okay. I think Julie would look at Una and just... We should probably... We should probably fill Jadzia in on this. And I think it would be slightly reluctant. Like, this is a tough pitch. Because <laughs> I heard it all just now. And I only believe, like, half of it. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, Una's been like just looking at them kind of individually, um, in this t- time trying to take them all in and like, yeah, get a get a general idea for like the vibe of the group, see how like earnest they all seem like they are being. It's just like shrugging, just like you know what, we can't take that many paladins out of the city without her noticing. So, um, we're gonna have to run it past her anyway. And, um, they want us over pretty quickly. I feel like, you know, she'll at least listen to them. She might laugh a little bit, but you'll have to accept that. At first. I, I think she may not find herself laughing at the end. Way to be grim about it. All right. Well, let's just uh, take him there now, I guess. Yeah, I think that would be the next step. Because, like, that's that's the hardest part. It's like, okay, how do we sneak that many people out of the <laughs> I like and, that like, that was the go-to. Yeah, I was exactly. Like, well. That's why yeah. I love Una. It's like, well, we can't just take him and, like, out Yeah, well, we can't get away with it easily, so let's just... <laughs> um... Calden will, will nod his head and, and look at them both and say, thank you for speaking with us. Thank you for listening to us. I know this is difficult to process. We will look for your guidance in this meeting with the mayor of Esterholt. I think with the strength of Cord and Arathis, the blessings of Moradin and the hand of Vecna and he'll pull off his glove and oh come on put it out, <laughs> put it out on the hand. table uh, and he what what's revealed under the glove is from the uh, elbow down 
protruding out of his sort of uh, cold and pale flesh is a bare skeletal arm. Wow, that got worse. <laughs> I and, like the he had you with the word protrude. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was I was waiting and that was not good. Oh, uh, he'll he'll say uh, we we may stand a chance to save to save this world once again. I think Julie would look at that arm and say, "Why didn't you lead with that?" <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> All right, I'll be here next time. Okay, bye. Bye, Bree. <laughs> okay. For brevity's sake, <laughs> let's go over to the mayor's office. And I would say this time of night, or of the day, sorry. So it's it's in the morning. It's pretty ordinary office hours. I, I wouldn't say that Seraph or Vallis would be there because they Aww. have things to attend to. But you're going to see this tiny little demon running around the office. And if you would, so, okay, apparently there's an open door policy. I don't know if that's to be taken literally. <laughs> there's a sign that says, come on in with a smiley face. <laughs> there's like lemonades and stuff. Like it's just, so who's walking in first? I think it's the paladins. Okay. Oh, that yeah, makes sense. Julian and Anna, that, that, that makes sense. So if Julie were to open the door, uh, you're going to hear this, this skittering and then, <laughs> and it's going to, uh, it's Pippin. Oh my God. I just realized that. Yeah. Uh, we just got a puppy and it does exactly that. It's, it's, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't name him Sheldon. Oh my God. Art imitates life. <laughs> oh, cute little goblin. He is a goblin. I've he called is. him a goblin from day one. Yeah. His, his Instagram is at uh, Gremlin Pip. In case anyone wants to follow him. I love his dumb little face. Perfect. Oh, man. He shouldn't exist. Anyway. So, he goes against God's And neither plan. should Sheldon. So this Yeah, so. Um, I think Julie would kind of kick him away. Not like kick, but just like. Just move. Like when a cat gets in your way, it's like, okay, move. You kind of scoot it. Like. So, she would walk in with these people, and I, I mean, Jadzie would recognize Braylon, kind of. It's all dead now. I mean, it's still... <laughs> yeah. I'm covered up right now because I haven't, we, uh, we gotta save right. the ammo, you know. When I, when I recognized Braylon and Calden. Calden was there. Mm, I don't know if Calden no, and Jadzie have ever met. He wasn't there. Oh, never mind. Yeah. I well, think this might be our first meet cute. <laughs> the last time Jazia had a meet cute, she stabbed her future husband. So. <laughs> so, Julie would give this setup. It's like, okay, hear these guys out. They're going to sound crazy, but ride with them. Like, just, just, just let them, let them get it all out. Now, for brevity's sake. Give a condensed, give the elevator pitch of what you want and why you want it. I like to imagine that's still Julie. <laughs> like she turns to yeah, them just, and she's yes. like, I don't know what an elevator is, but I want you to pitch it. Yeah. <laughs> They've got one in Umanero. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. Colin, Colden like takes a deep breath. Do you want this in character or do you want this just to breathe? 
Let's do it in character. Okay. Calden, uh, he, he's got his glove on and he like looks down at it and he, and he looks at Julie to start with. Like she said he should have led with this. So he's kind of like looking at her for a cue. To Julie? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What cue? He like looks down at his uh, gloved hand and oh, looks just up like at a, Julie. Okay, yeah. Like, is this a good idea? Right. Uh, yeah, that, that it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Like, <laughs> just kind of like, let's cut to the chase because man, there's a lot to get to. Basically, got it. He nods and pulls off his glove and gestures out with his palm open as much of a palm as it is. And says, um, we've been involved with the Black Hand for quite some time. She has tried to have us killed uh, many times. She's killed people that we care about in Brightport. And she is summoning demons to her aid to take over not only the city, but raise the entirety of of this world we have traveled long and our journey has been arduous in it we have seen some incredible things and taken some incredible artifacts we have been given we have been given a course of action by the gods themselves they have spoken to us They have brought us back from the dead. And they have given us gifts to aid us in a fight to stop the Black Hand. If we do nothing, she will destroy everything. But if we come together and take the fighters, the men, and the women, and the strength of the Church of Cord and any who will lend their power to this crusade, then we will have a chance to end this threat to all of Theria. So, okay. I would imagine before that there were some pleasantries. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Okay, anyway. There's no time for lemonade. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yes. So I imagine Jadzia, like, as... At first, honestly, she's not super impressed with the skeleton arm because she has a pet demon that just came at you. So she's like, yeah, and? But as you go on, she's going to look more serious and sit down at her desk. I've known of the Black Hand for some time now, and I would be lying if I said I didn't want her dealt with. That said... I imagine you propose taking the Paladins of Cord, and I'm sure you recognize that they are our primary means of defense for this city. What is it exactly that the Black Hand is doing right now? Do you know? Her actions are seemingly hidden, even from the gods themselves. However... We know she is 
using demons to do her bidding. She is in league with a very powerful one. We don't know their name. We don't know their face. But even Vecna seemed startled when we told when we told him about what we had seen. Jason? Mm-hmm. What are the chances Jadzia would make some sort of connection off the bat, or do you think she would need more information? What do you mean? Bitch, does she know it's Darmok? Oh! (laughs) Powerful demon. Merrick did send her a message about the demon library. Yep. I don't know if she has any other information from uh, Brightport, though. Boy, you know what? I feel like she would be just paranoid enough to just assume off the bat, but I want to know how certain she would be. I would say, give me a flat T20 roll. Okay. Unless it's like a seven or below, you're going to assume. By the way, your uh, your whole thing bothers me. This isn't well, fitting it's a good thing here it's not properly. Yours. <laughs> uh, your <laughs> dice were all over the place. I had to click the little button to rearrange them. You didn't, but... Seven! <laughs> 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 So, seven or below, Yeah, she doesn't know. I, I don't think she would jump to that conclusion, necessarily? Well, here's my... I still think she'd be paranoid enough where it's like... And just if say there's, yes. Well, no, I mean, how sure would she be? Like, oh, that's Darmok, or could it be Darmok, you I know? I think it'd be more could it be. Like, exactly. Unless there's some proof. That's what I meant. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> She'll get there. It'll be fine. Um, I am... Unfortunately, and she's going to snap her fingers to try to bring um, Sheldon over. Well-versed in demons. Is there anything else you could tell me about her patron? And she's going to kind of wave her hand like, I recognize that's not the right word, but that's not the point right now. Unfortunately, we don't know much. Just... That it is a powerful presence. And it holds this power in long, slender hands. Nails filed to points that seem to dig in even to her very soul. Jodzi is going to go completely pale. Like I said, what she feared, but as soon as you say nails, she's like, fuck. And she's going to sit up a little straighter. All right, take them. Just like that? Yeah! Okay. Well, shit. I think Julie would look a bit shocked at that. Like, it's like, wait, just like that? (laughs) We're all, like, we're all shocked. Like, Colin did not expect yeah. <laughs> that Brandon, at all. Brandon looks at Lord. Yeah, dude, let's mount up! And he, like, starts <laughs> fake-punching his chest. We we will need to... to and, he's, and he's obviously, like, a little flustered, like, 
we'll need <laughs> to coordinate with you and Julie and, and Una, of course. Uh, but yes, uh, thank you. Uh, do you know something about this particular demon? Jodsi is going to gulp and look up to Julie. Julie, could have you seen my husband? Uh, no, but I can find him. Probably in one of a few different places. Could you please? And she, Julie's not great at comforting people. A little more academic, I guess. But kind of hold out a hand. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll get him. It's fine. How would the rest of the group be uh, reacting to this? Well, I was going to say, if there is, like, because I'm seeing this person uh, sort of sitting there, go pale, and then panic. Uh, if there was, like, a water jug nearby, Tatiana would pour the mayor a glass of water. And Jadzia would just, like, kind of mumble, like, a thank you. I feel like she might give Una a look, but I'm not even sure if Una knows the full extent of what's going on with Darmok right now. I mean, yeah, I don't know if Una knows that he's kind of coming back at all, but she definitely remembers fighting him initially, and that he's a son of a fucking bitch. So as soon as, you know, Jadzia noticed, you know, or went pale, she would catch on that that's probably what Jadzia's thinking, um, and would be, like, 100% like, let's go and get the paladins right now, I will have them ready by the morning. Like, she's in full, like, let's go kill everyone now mode. Jadzia would stand up and move to the window and kind of acknowledge Calden's question then. And it's not because she wanted to get rid of Julie, it's because she wanted Valis. And she'll say, If this demon is who I think he is, you have a long, hard fight ahead of you. I have some notes I could give you about his former life, if nothing else. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to keep an eye on him as of late. I haven't wanted to. Wait, what What do you mean, former life? It's a demon. Not always. His name was Darmok. He was my husband. Guys, I think that's a good time for us to stop for the evening. Yeah. Wait, I got the last one. Oh my gosh. Bombs, just bombs all day. (laughs) Special guests. Yeah, special guests. Yeah, Yeah. thank you guys for for doing this. Thank you for coming. So fun. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, man, we really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, this is the little breakdown section where I tell you all the stuff that you might not know about that's going on uh, around the DNR offices. Obviously, we're still working on the book. Uh, if you didn't know, we are posting updates constantly on the Kickstarter page. Uh, we're still taking pre-orders all the way up till November 15th. That is the cutoff. If you want to pre-order the book, that's when you got to do it by. Otherwise, uh, well... 
you're just going to have to wait till after it's printed and shipped. At this point in the, in the game, we need to know how many we got to make and all that. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot going on on this side. And if you want to get a sense of that, watch any of the videos that we post uh, weekly uh, on the Kickstarter page. You can also take a look at the new Therian coins. We got a minted because we hit a certain level in the Kickstarter, and we got a few extras, so they're on sale at the store now. If you want to buy a couple to hold in your hand, they are friggin' beautiful. We got some pictures to show them off. Obviously, patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R is how we keep the lights on around here. Uh, we just did a Living in Theria all about uh, piracy and sea travel and trade and all that. So you guys asked us 50 questions and we tried to answer them to the best of our ability. We also have another DRP coming up this month. Uh, that's going to be... Guys, I can't even tell you. Like, DRP has been really, really fun. Between that and Vampire the Masquerade, uh, it's just two scumbag groups dueling to see who could be the worst set of people. Uh, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's, uh, real blow off steam groups. Friday, October 25th, Bree will be hosting a, a game set in Theria as part of our Kickstarter. Uh, we got to a certain point. Um, you guys, you guys did uh, a lot of stuff to to help us reach our goal, and she's finally going to get to do this live. Um, so I hope you can watch that on our Twitch stream the night after. Uh, Saturday, we are going to be doing extended rest. So it's a busy week for us. We hope to see you there on our Twitch channel. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you later this week.